Hey everyone, welcome back to My Ship Story Podcast. I'm Eric and I'm here with my usual suspects of Brad and Scott. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm doing great, but my hair is constantly <laughs> being, my hair is just terrible in this. But anyway, but other than that, I'm great. I was going to say, but how was that different from your usual? <laughs> Not evidently not very not very different because my hair I've always had some hair issues but uh, okay you now. need to find a better uh, better person to cut your hair I think I, yeah I don't know super cuts is not not cutting it huh no and uh, yeah Floby uh, doesn't work either probably no no <laughs> I'm I'm just glad I still have some hair that's that's what I'm thankful of I mean I you know. I shouldn't be worried about it. It's all messed up. I, at least I have some. <laughs> that's true. There you go. You can't complain. I can complain. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's kick this off. So our guest this week is uh, Michelle Martin Wedig. I had the pleasure of working with Michelle on Majesty on the inaugural team, and she was a fantastic boss. Aww. The thing that I think that a lot of people may not know is that Michelle was the first female chief purser in the Royal Caribbean fleet, which is quite a trendsetter there. Really? Yeah. I didn't yes. know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Michelle worked from early 80s to early 90s on, on Royal Caribbean. And again, Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. It's great to see you. It's been a long, long time. I, I, I know. Well, I saw you at the reunion. Thanks for putting that together. It's been a long time ago, though. It's what has it been yeah. like? Almost ten years. Yeah, oh, the man. first reunion we yeah. had was in 2011. Yeah, so almost. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, holy cow! Yeah. I did not know it was that long. Yeah, yeah. that was a that was blast. the one we had in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah. 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 that was a great time. So, that, was... <laughs> that was quite the week. <laughs> it was really oh, that fun. Was, that was the yeah, first that was one, right? The first that, one. Wasn't the, that wasn't the cruise. No, no, no. that was the oh, one we okay. had in the hotel. Yeah. yeah. We were okay. worried in the beginning. People were not signing up for it. And then all of a sudden, last minute, everybody came piling in. We ended up with like 400 plus people. Wow. Yeah, it's because yeah, we're like, because we're like used to being like Russian, like two days or something like that. You know, that's, it's no big deal. That's wild how, that's how many you know, people sign up at the last, at the last part of it. I used to put on this 5k yeah. zombie thing and I'd never set up anything like a 5k or anything like that before. And all of the people that I were talking to that did 5k set them up and everything. They're like, well, just don't freak out because people sign up at the last minute. I'm like, nah, yeah. man. I'm grassroots. I'll, I'll get this out. Like, and, you know, you have so much money invested into it in the, and you know, the week of we were all like, Oh my God, there's, we've got like 15 people. This is, we're going to have to cancel. And then the next day, 55 people signed up, then 400 people signed up and then 300. And then we were like on the other end, Holy crap. Any thoughts on doing another one in the, in the future? Well, I know, you know, Michael talked about doing one since this past year is the 50th anniversary of Royal Caribbean's oh, okay. ship. Like Song of Norway sailed for the first time 50 years ago in, in um, you know, 1970. So yeah. I think he was wanting to put something together, but then, you know, with the coronavirus and all right. that hit, um, nothing right. ever came through with that. I know the Norwegians were putting on a reunion in Norway this summer. Well, it's supposed to be July 31st. Actually, it should have mm -hmm. been this past weekend. And they had to cancel. So they're looking to reschedule yeah. that next year, which right. I think would be fun in Norway with all the Norwegians. But, but yeah. A lot, of, a lot of drinking. Yeah. 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 Before, I don't, it doesn't matter where we are. I think there would be a lot of drinking no matter what country we were in. So, <laughs> or ship. And, and before we get too far away from 
talking about the reunion down in Fort Lauderdale. I didn't know you before, but we no. we got to talking. I stole your drink at the <laughs> at the bar, and you were like, "Hey, you're, you're taking my drink. Do you remember that?" Yes, I do. I'm like, people can't steal my drink. <laughs> Not that there like, wasn't hey. a whole lot flowing anyway, Brad. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. The Hilton made a lot of money that weekend. Let's just say. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It was Absolutely. worth it for them. All of our shenanigans. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, oh, yeah. I know you. Uh, I know you sailed a lot with Michael Bailey when he was yes, starting out. So mm-hmm. hopefully, one of these stories will involve Michael. Maybe. <laughs> well, there's quite a few stories with Michael, but I don't know that I should tell them all. He, he might well, not like true. that. No, no, no. You, but you can share one. You know, we just yeah, want maybe. the worst one. We just want the worst. Exactly. One. <laughs> yeah. I, well, actually, well, what I don't, our I, main goal here is we want Michael on the show. That well, would you be should, awesome. Yeah, I think he, have you asked him? Uh, no, but <laughs> I am, I've got it in my mind. Uh, he'll be asked in the next few days. I was going <laughs> to say, I can ask him if you want me to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it would be good for Michelle to ask. I remember Michael because he was, he was the operations manager for Majesty for a while mm-hmm. when, I, yeah. when I was sailing on there. And of course, Stacy was on the Majesty, so he came on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. when the majesty first came out. So I got to know him a little bit, but I don't, obviously you know him well. So it would yeah, be, that uh, Stacy as first purser was part of the deal when, when they asked me, you know, with the Monarch, I brought the Monarch out from Boston. I joined in Boston. Michael okay. and Stacy were in France um, and I was supposed to be taking over in Boston when they came across so that Michael could move into the office. That was the point oh, okay. of me taking over then. So we, he sailed down to Miami and then he got off the ship. But part of the deal when I brought the Majesty out was Stacy had to be the first purser. He's oh, like, okay. you have to take her with because I know he wanted to come back there. So that was right. part of the deal. You got to yeah. bring her with you, which why would I say no to that? But right, course, yeah, that was part of, of the deal. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we just go ahead and then dive into one of your uh, stories here? Okay. I'll tell you the first, I'll, the first story I'll tell you is when I started on um, the ships for the very first time. My name is Michelle Martin Wiedig, and this is my ship story. Um, <laughs> when I first started with the uh, cruise lines, I had a friend, it's kind of a weird story. I went down to visit a friend who had moved down to Miami after high school. I live like an hour south of Chicago. So I didn't, I mean, I traveled with my family, didn't do a whole lot of traveling. But when I was 19, I went down there to visit her and her family. And um, she worked for Royal Caribbean in the office. She said, hey, why don't you come on board for lunch? I'm going to take you over to the Song of Norway for lunch that day. And when I went on there, I'm like, oh my gosh, this would be my dream job. I would love this job. You know, I was totally in awe. So when I came back home, I said, I'm going to send my resume down, try to get on the ship. You know, she put in a good word for me. But like we all know, they call you at the last minute and say, hey, (laughs) we need you there like three days later. So I had a really good job up here. You know, I thought I bought a new car. I, you know, they call me like four days before and they said, hey, we've got a two month assignment for you to go on. Somebody's going on leave and it's just two months. And I thought, I can't miss that opportunity because if I do, I'm never going to get this chance again. So I said, okay, you know, packed up everything, went down to Miami, you know, went through all the physicals, stayed in that old Howard Johnson's on you know, oh, Biscayne oh, Boulevard. It was yeah, terrible. No. <laughs> oh, I was scared to death. And then the clinic yeah. they make you go to to get your physical. I'm like, where am I? Like, this is not a good area. I was being signed on to the Sun Viking. 
And the Sun Viking, as we all know, was the smallest ship in the fleet, you know, barely anybody on there. And the purser's department had a chief purser, a first purser, a second purser, and only two assistant pursers. Oh, my God. The desk was only open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., not 24 hours back then. Well, that was nice. And... Yeah, that was nice. So I, you know, go on the ship, timid as a little mouse, looking like cream cheese because I hadn't been out in the sun, you know, (laughs) all these people are tan and David Armitage is the chief purser. And, you know, so I get on the ship, you know, they show me to my cabin. My first roommate was a Norwegian girl, Tina. She was at that reunion back in 2011. In fact, that was the first time I had seen her in 30 years. So she shows me down to my cabin. It's a little dinky cabin. I got the top bunk. I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? So the very first night. Were they even smaller than like Majesty? and? Yeah, yeah, they were. And, you know, had the old orange curtains, just nasty, (laughs) little tiny porthole, like one little one. You know, that day, as we all know, Miami Day is just crazy. And so you just get thrown right in. You know, we were, there was only two assistant pursers. So I was completely get your uniform on, show up at the desk. And I remember being so shy and quiet, you know, and David Armitage started calling me mouse because he's mm-hmm. like, you're as quiet as mouse. Like you don't say anything. Well, I was petrified. So that night, my Norwegian roommate said, hey, you know, let's go down to, it's been a long day. Let's go down to D-Deck, you know, to all the Norwegian cabins, you know, that's where she would hang out, you know, with the Norwegians. We didn't go to Club Fram. We went to somebody's cabin. I'll never forget. I was wearing nylons because, you know, my legs were so (laughs) cringy. So I go into this cabin. It is just hazy, smoky. (laughs) Everybody's drinking beer. They're all packed into a D-deck cabin, you know, a little two bunk thing. And there there was probably 20 people packed in here. So I get in there. I'm like, oh my gosh. Then I see somebody rolling something, right? They're rolling. I'm I'm like, oh my God, they're like smoking dope on the ship. (laughs) I didn't realize that they roll their own cigarettes, you know? Of course, they're all speaking Norwegian. They're like, where are you from? I said, Chicago, because I'm not going to say where I'm from. Nobody would know where that is. And so the whole time they're like, oh, Al Capone, Al Capone. I'm like, is that all you know about Chicago is Al Capone? (laughs) So we're drinking, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if this life's for me. I just, I was missing home. We're at sea, the ship's moving, even though it's a small ship. I remember. Remember a Norwegian um, accidentally took his cigarette, burnt a hole in my nylon. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I shouldn't be wearing these anyway. But um, I remember we were, it, it was a 14 day cruise. We were going to Puerto Rico first. So that's a good two days at sea before you get there, right? So I'm thinking, oh, I just, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I can do it. And I remember getting off the ship in Puerto Rico and I made a beeline to the call center, you know, on the pier, they had that big call center where you could call home. And I remember calling my mom and saying, oh my gosh, mom, I hate this. I was crying. I'm like, I miss home. I want to come home. Okay. So that was what day three. By the time we got back to Miami, I called my mom. I said, I am never coming home. (laughs) It was completely flipped around. I'm like, oh Oh, no, this is the life. (laughs) What year was this, Michelle? What year was this? This was March of 1981. I was only 20 years old. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, so they hired people under 21 back then yeah i was yeah i was 20 when they hired me i spent my first um my 21st birthday on on board oh that must have been fun yeah well it was fun (laughs) up to that drinking age back then was only 19 so i'm really dating myself but um oh yeah yeah no i remember because in florida yeah so drinking age in florida used to be 18 and when yeah. they changed the cutoff, my older brother, who's a year older, made the cutoff and I missed it. And yeah. so I had to wait to 21 and he could drink from 18. But I just just borrow his ID. You know, one does. Yeah. And everybody drinks on the ship anyway. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. when you get on yeah. the ship, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a party yeah. every night. I w- didn't want to go home. I'm like, this is the life. 
But then at the end of the two months time that I was there, and David Armitage, by the way, started calling me mouse in the beginning. By the end of that first cruise, I was mouse turned to mouth. I was a completely 360 yeah. from where I started. So, but now yeah, he's still, when he, he emails me and stuff, he calls, he still calls me mouse. It's pretty funny. Well, when you said but, yeah. that they called you mouse, I was like, uh, that's not the Michelle I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, was, that was like the first couple days. That was it. Yeah. Only lasted a few days. But I did my two month contract. After that, they asked me to go to the Song of Norway and I had already had my hopes set on going home. So I said, no, I don't, I don't want to go. I'm going back home. So I came back home, got home in like June of that year. So I did maybe two and a half months down there. And I remember going through another winter at home and I thought this is for the birds I want to go back <laughs> so I called back Shoreside Human Resources Lou Bacaro I don't know if you remember him he's like absolutely no way are we bringing you back like no you did us wrong you didn't want to go to the song in Norway we're not taking you back so I just kept kept after them he still said no so finally one day I get a hold of the assistant HR manager Robin Lindsay who's now with um, NCL he actually brought me back and I don't think Lou knew it <laughs> Because when he found out I was coming back, he was very upset. But I came back a year later, almost exactly a year later to the Song of Norway. And then I was there for 11 years. Wow. On the Song of Norway. Never looked back. Where'd the Song of Norway go? at that time back then we were doing seven day cruises it would sometimes we were doing eastern run you know for a while we did the eastern run san juan st thomas we didn't have out islands back then so there were no out islands to visit so there was a lot of you know full days at sea we used to do the western caribbean for a while so i did most i would say most of the time i spent with royal caribbean was on the song of norway and nordic prince when i first became a chief purser sun viking was my first ship which was great to go back and start my career as a chief purser. So I went through all the ranks on my way up. I did the assistant purser second first and then chief. So Frank Basso is the one who gave me the opportunity to become a chief purser, which was awesome. Yeah. And then after that, I really never, I never worked on the Song of America. I never had an opportunity to go there. Nope. Never worked there. I, a lot of my summers in the eighties were spent in Bermuda on the Nordic Prince, which was great back then because you did three full days in Bermuda. That was, that was like having kind of a real life, you know, you thought, wow, this is like we can go out at night you know it felt like a real person but but yeah I did mostly Song of Norway Nordic Prince and then I got the opportunity to bring the new ships out I only did a small stint on the Sovereign as a as a replacement for Michael Michael went in almost an entire year on the Sovereign because Mm. he was making so much money that he didn't want to (laughs) leave and (laughs) yeah so they were finally like you got to go and I think he only went off for maybe three weeks so that's my only time I spent on the Sovereign and then I did Monarch and the Majesty so Majesty was my last ship I ended up quitting because Michael wanted to send me to the Viking Serenade after the Majesty I said absolutely no way really (laughs) really you know the consensus of our of our most recent guests have been they love the viking yeah. i know viking lemonade and yeah. i i find that so surprising mainly because they probably weren't pursers yeah that could be <laughs> i went on there when we did the train the trainer program michael bailey and i established that train the trainer program i don't know if you remember that but it was like back in 91 so we did that. We worked shoreside together for a while. So after we had everybody in Miami to do the train the trainer program, we went out to, I had to go out to the different ships to make sure the trainers that we chose from each ship were doing what they were supposed to do. So I did a stint on the Viking Serenade. It was just a week and it wasn't bad, but to go from the glitz and glamour of the monarch and the majesty to say, hey, now we're sending you the yeah. Viking Serenade. I kind of felt like it was a step back for me. And, you know, Steve and I were getting, we were in. Engaged. We're going to right. be getting married after that. And it was like, you know, okay, maybe it's time to just let it go. 
And so even though Michael was going to send me there, still yeah, love him still dearly. And he was in my wedding. So <laughs> no hard feelings. <laughs> yes. So I was going to say, I always thought that you had left because you were, you were getting married to Steve. So, and for these guys that don't know, I was able to get a couple weeks off the majesty and go to Michelle's yeah. wedding. And it was the most fun wedding I have ever <laughs> been to. Like, like the night before, two nights before, the night before and two the nights. wedding. It was, it was yeah. just, it was full of shit people. Yeah. And we were just, oh my God, it was insane. <laughs> it, it was as bad as it was on, on ships. It was just as bad uh, as yeah. much drinking as we did. I was hungover a lot. I mean, the only time I've ever been drunk on a plane was on the way to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Neil, Neil Civil. <laughs> Hey Michelle, on yeah. on yeah. all of your ships and all the positions, who who do you think on on whichever ship had the uh, the biggest craziest wildest parties? Yeah, we used to do some crazy parties in Bermuda. There used to be a I don't know if you guys remember him. Um, if you were there back in the eighties, you might have remembered him. But his name is Peter Lehusen. He's from Sweden. And he worked on the Nordic Prince. Yeah. His family owned a house in Bermuda. So we'd pull into Bermuda and oh, then wow. we'd go stay at his house. It had a pool. The parties we had at his house, we'd cook all our own food, we'd grill. I mean, literally people would just go there and stay for three days. You'd come back to the ship to work your shift. It was like a huge party every time we went into Bermuda. So that was a lot of fun. Neil Sybil always had the best parties on the ship whenever I worked with Neil. He, that man is absolutely crazy. Working the front desk with him oh, was unbelievable. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't I you, we you have to give us a Neil story because I worked with Neil Brad I'm not sure if you worked with Neil Sybil <laughs> I, but Neil the name, is though. the only yeah so Neil was probably the only chief that I like partied really hard with like most chiefs yeah. were like well have a drink and we'll do a little bit and you know but Neil was the one going down to my cabin to get me out to like okay we're gonna go party come on I'm and yeah. he would like practically force me to go drinking. And I was like, he was the only chief that was like that. So you must have some really good Neil Sybil stories. Oh, well, when I worked, I'll tell you a quick couple of them and they might not be too, too uh, clean. When Perfect. I worked at the front desk with him, <laughs> when I worked the front desk and he, I hope he's not ever listening to this, but when I worked the front <laughs> desk with him, I don't know if you guys remember on the smaller ships, on embarkation and debarkation day, you had to make like a long list of announcements, right? And the PA system microphone was behind the purser's desk. So you had to lean over, right, to talk into it. And you had like everybody be waiting in that main lobby to go off the gangway to get off the ship that day. Yeah. So you always had people, passengers crowding around you and you're at the front desk. Well, first of all, we all know Neil used to drink like crazy, right? So he'd come to work reeking of alcohol the next morning yeah. to spewing from his pores he used to like <laughs> fart behind the front desk while you're down there making your announcement he'd like come um. up and fart by you in like total cloud um one time he pulled his pants down behind the front desk people couldn't see him but we could like oh man oh my gosh then we had this thing okay so the microphone would come up right and it had all the buttons of where you know like one two and three was this area of the ship you know you had to push all the buttons and the microphone came up they had this thing on the nordic prince that somebody had hand knit they called it a dick warmer 
So it was like a knitted thing, had two little, you know, and then the, and he would like, we're down there doing our thing. He would put that over the microphone. So when we're making our announcement in the middle of the announcement, he put this dick warmer over the microphone just to throw us off. And then we'd all bust out laughing or have to stop in the middle of what we were doing. And then all these people are in the lobby watching you. It's like, come on, Neil. He was so good about doing that, making you look like a fool. And then we, we had, we also, his brother, Aaron, I don't know if you knew this, um, Eric, but his brother, um, Aaron, uh, he actually worked on the ship before Neil. So I used to work with Aaron too. Those two uh, are complete opposite. Like Aaron could drink, but nothing. Neil is like a true rugby player, Welch guy where um, yes. Aaron was very put together and, you know, calm and. I mean, he would drink and stuff, but Aaron used to have a book at the front desk that we would put at the purser's desk that we would put stories in. So if somebody came and asked a question, mm -hmm. like what, the, what time's the midnight buffet? I mean, we all hear that. Do those stairs go up? Um, where do I go to see a sunset? Yeah. So we had this book <laughs> and we called it as the propeller turns and we kept it in the purser's yeah. desk. I wish, I wish I knew where that book ended up because there we'd all write stuff, you know, all these pursers, assistant pursers would go in and out, you know? Is that and, where um, all of the cruise director speeches and stuff came from? Like, you know, if we go to the photos, how do we know which photo was ours and all that stuff? Is that, <laughs> is that like where all that came from? Probably. Because there, there were some really good stories is, in there. Yeah. So those are my Neil Sybil stories. He had a party in his cabin once and he put the ice in the shower. And you know how hairy he is right we all yeah. know how hairy neil is yeah and there's like hair stuck all over the sides of the shower oh, and he's got no. beer cans we do, and... we do? <laughs> well yeah if you work with him you would know uh, yeah you would know <laughs> so there's a well there's there's a ice in the shower story with brad but maybe we'll hold on to that one for oh now. okay <laughs> <laughs> No idea what. I wish I would have worked with you, Brad. Well, I don't. When did you? When did you start, Brad? I I don't think we ever were on the same ship. Ever. No, we were never on the same ship. I started no. in '91, so I was a little. Okay. So you were starting as I was going to the bigger ships yeah. in France, and then yeah, and then I yeah. left. So. But I I I was on the Song of Norway for quite a while. I I yeah. did did two contracts on Song of Norway. Norway. I was on there for almost two years. It's a good ship. I mean, those smaller ships, ship. I mean, I would have to say out of all of my experiences on the ship, yeah, you know, Song of Norway, Nordic Prince, those three ships were, I think Sun Viking was, was the most special ship. Bringing out the majesty was awesome too. Having that whole France experience was, you know, you can't, there's nothing like it as you can attest to Eric, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so Scott was also in the inaugural. He was the, one yep. of those, remember stage crew was the first? Yeah ship majesty was the first ship so scott was there too yeah, yeah. no it was great yeah. i i had a, so much fun during that inaugural uh yeah. yeah it was it was a blast and i love that you know stuck in new york for a week that yeah that was not bad <laughs> that at was all. awesome yeah, yeah that was awesome and the, yeah. do you remember at the hotel we used to we had that big dinner before we left remember uh -huh. we had all the pursers in that big dinner yeah. but do you remember that hotel that you guys stayed at the beers when you'd order a beer were like the steins yeah. were this big yeah. I have a picture. I need to put it on Facebook. I have a picture. I ordered a Cure Royale because uh -huh. I'm not really a beer drinker. Oh my gosh. That thing came out in a Pilsner glass. It was this tall. Really? A wow. Cure Royale. A Cure Royale. Yeah. yeah. So you need to post oh, it on our uh, My Ship Story page. Oh, I can. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, yeah. And I'll, I'll post a picture of all the people that were at the wedding, too. Oh, yeah. You know, I pulled out a picture from the wedding, too, that I was looking through pictures the other day. And that's why I started looking and remembering who was at that wedding. That place, definitely, for what we paid for the open bar per person, <laughs> we made out on that deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, did, you guys, uh, did you guys, when we were on ships and stuff on, you know, it was before the Majesty and stuff, but did you guys ever in, uh, uh, I think it was Ocho Rios, go to that big um, house where they had all the parties like Keith Richards or something supposedly owned the house and, but it was oh. a big white yeah. house. Two story. Two story. Yeah. Yeah. So Greg Maxwell used to have parties there right. and I went once, I think on when I was on Song of America, I went and I think because it was Western Caribbean run, which uh, Majesty took yeah. over. And I think I also went there with the Majesty as well. I actually have a, a video that I found uh, with you there when, when we all went there. <laughs> I think Jeff Arpin uh, was the cruise director at the time. Oh, was it? Yeah. Did you guys go on no, that? I, no, I've never been there. No, I used to, I used to just go to San Susi. Do you remember that in Jamaica? Yeah. It was like a hotel and they had a great lunch and we just sit and relax at San Susi. I never really cared for getting off in Jamaica. I didn't like everybody hounding me all the time when you got off the show. I I didn't like it at first, but I started really getting into it. So whenever I'd go off and they would hassle me, I would hassle them. (laughs) And it started getting really fun. (laughs) But in Osha Rios, when we would go, I would always go down to what they call the sailor's hole. And it was this little shack down by a stream and you'd go in there and could order fish and they'd run down to the beach and they would catch a fish and they would bring it back and they would go get Aki and they would mix up some Aki and fish and it was so good. And then they'd roll you a joint and <laughs> let you sit in a hammock by the stream with all these flowers falling down. Come on. It was awesome. You're in paradise. Every time. Oh, it was great. See, I I liked I Jamaica grew on me too because we used to go we used to go down to the river and do the tubing down. Yeah. And then Lucille would get on the raft and she was like the queen <laughs> of the raft. She's she, crazy. Yeah, Lucille was so much fun. And she yeah. would have the cooler full of beer and she would like chug it to us as as we're on the inner tubes just yeah. floating down slowly down the river and then whoever wanted to smoke could smoke because there were people just on the shore saying what do you want and it was just like an all-day thing or an afternoon thing we used to do that quite a bit and that was that was we used i mean to it is down. a beautiful country we yeah. used to go it's down beautiful. to the uh, where you buy all the t-shirts and stuff in the little um shopping area and they used to have these tables with little bitty you know, like your little ketchup thing that you put at Arby's or something, but they had these little cups set around this table of all the different alcohol to try to sell you alcohol. And we would get one of our friends to to get the employee to go over here and show him some shirts and we'd run in there and drink like 30 shots of different alcohol and, and, you know, two different build, uh, places and get just white. We, I, I actually have a rum story um, from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. When I was on the two-week cruises on Sun Viking when I first started, somebody's like, oh, you got to go to the rum factory in Haiti. I said, okay. So we made a day trip, took a taxi up there. Oh, my goodness. They had rum in every flavor. I'm not kidding. And they just, oh, you got to try this, got to try this, got to try this. I think I passed out in the taxi on the way back. (laughs) I woke up in my cabin like four hours later, and I had these homemade woven bags from Palms with probably six or eight bottles of rum, different flavors. <laughs> so the first thing I saw when I woke up, I just, I'm like, oh wow. no. I had, I don't even remember buying any of it. That's how bad that was. 
That was when a rough we, trip down you, the mountain. Uh, uh, do you guys have Costco where you are? Yeah. A, a couple of weeks ago, we, I went to Costco and I turned around a corner and there was these little bitty Tortuga rum cakes. Oh, and yeah. I was like, holy. Oh, and now they're, they're, now they're made out of, I think, Jack Daniels or something. They're not Tortuga rum or anything, but they're oh. like whiskey cakes wow. or something. Oh. But it's Tortuga and it was from Green Cayman. And so I don't know if they changed or not, but I just remember that red cake box from Grand Cayman. Yep. Oh and yeah. Eating so much of that stuff. I swear <laughs> at least one time I probably got drunk off of eating cake, but we, we, you know. we would assign someone if nobody was going off the ship, we would like, okay, you, it's your day. You need to go off, get a rum cake, bring it back so we can all eat it. Yeah. And, and that was their only job. They didn't yeah. want to go. But we forced them to go. Because it was get a, a rum cake and bring it back. Well, it was a pink because you had to tender in, and it was yeah, just a nightmare getting a in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I remember sometimes the port agencies to bring it some of those cakes mm-hmm. on and and desserts and stuff for us. The port lecturers, yeah. Laura Lieberman, she would she would bring us one to devour every every, uh, yeah. every so often. But hey, what is uh? And this is around the table. What is a item or a song that takes you? right back to a time you uh, were on the ships. Other than oh. Ole Ole, yeah. oh, Brad, Brad's favorite song. I took mine. Uh, <laughs> took it. Took it away from me. Yeah, I don't know if I have a song. I mean, I, I guess my stuff is probably liquor. You know, like I see Gosling's rum and I think of the Swizzlin' in Bermuda, you know. Everything's associated with alcohol. You see the rum that's from Barbados that we used to drink when we go to the waterfront restaurant, you know, different things like that. I don't know that I really have a song that reminds me of the ships, though. That I it, the, the rum in uh, Barbados was Cockspur. The and cock, what was the, the other one? The There's cock another that one spurs too. you on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, have Actually, a, I used to have a t-shirt. I have pictures with me with the t-shirt. The cock that spurs you on. That's that sounds hilarious. like you, Brad. <laughs> oh my gosh. The the Norwegian that I'm dating, and that's a long story I told Eric too, but the Norwegian that I'm dating right now, he wants to, we're trying, we haven't seen each other for six months, right? Because of the travel ban. I It's going on six months. I haven't seen him. So we're trying to find an island that we could go to so that we can both go. And Barbados was one of them. He's like, maybe we should go there. There's all kinds of rum tours. <laughs> I don't know if I could do another oh, rum no. tour. Oh, let's see. You wanted a Michael Bailey story? Um, yeah. Well, I have a, let's I have give a, us a, I have a juicy one. Juicy. Well, I don't, I can't think of a juicy story. The, the story that comes to mind first, I guess, is when um, him and I were, I guess this is probably when him and I became better friends than, than just coworkers. But we were on the Nordic Prince and I was second purser. He was a first purser. So we shared that office together. Our desks faced each other. So we literally had to work, look at each other all day long. <laughs> and the hotel manager's office was across the hall. And the hotel manager, I don't know if you guys remember him, is Johnny Walker. Do you remember him, Albert Walker? We used to call him Johnny Walker. Oh my gosh, he was this old British dude. And um, he would smoke cigarettes all day in his office. He loved Johnny Walker. So then that's why we started calling him Johnny Walker. But back then we didn't have printer pursers, right? So we had to do all the printing. Oh, we had wow. to go down there. Jim Kislak taught us everything about typesetting, <laughs> putting ink in the machine. That was the most nightmare. If you, if you want to know my worst thing about that job was that, working in the print room. Oh getting up when you were second person, you had to print the, oh, yeah. the bulletins, you know, to go right. under the door. You had to get up at like 5 a.m., something stupid. I'll never forget. 
the hotel manager always wanted a special cover for the the passenger list. Remember, we used to do that passenger list right. with a cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He always wanted a holiday special cover. So he was very picky. So Michael finally got into knowing exactly what he liked, right? So Michael's like, he loves gold. Anytime we put gold in it, he loves gold. He loves this. He loves this type of, you know, font. All this stuff, Michael had him down to a science. So every time we had to print out these passenger lists, Michael always had had it down for what, you know, Albert Walker would like. But we used to sit there, Michael and I, and we would argue back and forth across the desk. And the hotel manager would yell from his office, you two sound like a married couple. He was always yelling at us because we were sitting there talking, you know, yelling at each other like we were constantly fighting. But no, I think that's that's where Michael and I first became friends. And then it, it just grew, you know, through the years. We were really close then. And I, I kind of followed in his footsteps, really, because he became a chief purser and then I became a chief purser. I was kind of right behind him along the way. So he did teach me pretty much everything I knew about becoming a chief purser. But but we had a lot of fun the first time he um, was given the chance to be a uh, chief purser. Dave and Armitage went off for a couple months. And so they said, Michael, we're going to give you the opportunity on the Nordic Prince. That was like party central. Because remember, <laughs> we used to have free bar signing, you know, yeah. unlimited bar signing, wow. unlimited signing to your room. Oh, my gosh. It was like the, you know, cat had left, left the mice to play because we took full advantage the two months that he was chief purser of all the amenities that a chief purser used to get. So what's interesting is that previously, and I don't remember when we were discussing this, but we had talked about, you know, we think it was really crazy when we were on board and compared to today, you know, it's a lot more restrictive. And somebody raised a question, do you think it was even crazier before we sailed? And so you had about 10 years on us. And from what I'm hearing, yeah, uh, yeah, yes, it it was crazier before (laughs) we got there, those 10 years before us. Yes. They, you know, there were a lot of things that you saw along the way that changed, you know, like different policies that they would have along the way. When I got there, it was pretty, pretty sure now, I don't even think they can have alcohol on board, can they? I, well, I they, thought, no, yeah, they can. I, they used to, for a while, Royal Caribbean put a, they went like completely no alcohol. Yeah, that's what I thought. But they came back when all the, everybody quit. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, why would you do that? What else do you have to do at night? Yeah. Like, there's nothing else what? to do. Can you believe out. it? Like a dry ship? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no way. You yeah, can't do right. it. It's crazy. So, no, yeah. you can't do it. Yeah. Um, one of the parties, speaking of dry ship, I, I, you know, Scott, you asked me about a party. On the Song of Norway, when the purser's office was still only open for, you know, those 12 hours, we didn't do the 24 hours. We had a Christmas party and we did it from cabin to cabin. So it was progressive. And each like you go to the purser, one assistant purser's cabin, they had to come up with a specialty drink. Right. But before (laughs) the night was over, we included the hospital nurses because they were American at the time. (laughs) So they were, of course, on deck five and they had the big windows you could open, you know, on the promenade deck. Right. So we ended up in the hospital was our last stop. And we were so drunk. We've got pictures. We all crawled out of the windows onto the promenade deck because we'd had all these specialty drinks. (laughs) I absolutely love those parties because we I used to do those on the Majesty later on. And so we used to have a 12 days of Christmas party. And you started we started at the chief's office, uh, chief's camp. Because they just wanted the beginning was really small. And so as yeah. this traveled, you picked up people because they saw this group of people traveling, yeah. going for a, going to a party. And so yeah. we, we tried to map out and then you just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And eventually we just had the last one was in the crew bar because it got too big that we couldn't, they didn't yeah. even fit in the hallways anymore. I mean, it was like yeah. 50, 60 people all like having drinks, but it was bad when you have 12 drinks and they're all <laughs> yeah. like specialty drinks. Yeah. And it's, I mean, everybody's just shit faced. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, and people are heavy handed when they make a drink on a yeah. ship, it's heavy handed. Like they don't hold back, you know? No. Oh, we had no. a party in the hospital once we called it the BD party. <laughs> <laughs> for valentine's day yeah. and so we were we all had to wear like hearts and stuff one of the crew staff guys brett fast what's his name fast holes do you remember yeah, him yeah yeah a he dressed as cupid he wore a white diaper no <laughs> shirt <laughs> i have pictures of that he would hate me posting those but yeah we had a vd party in the hospital for valentine's day that was another good party <laughs> Oh I had many, many warnings when I was on ships, but probably the most yeah. egregious warning I ever got was when I went down and got one of these Norwegian sailor hats with a little brim and everything. And I put a big uh -huh. heart on it and I started calling myself <laughs> Captain Love. And of course I was making the name tag. So I made a name tag, Captain Love. <laughs> and they gave me a warning for that. <laughs> So which captain was it that gave you the warning? Do you remember? I don't remember. I was don't it Scoper Hansen? <laughs> oh, no. He, came over and, he was such a <laughs> dick. But they were over, almost on the song in Norway. I lived across the hall from him. He came over one night because I, I had a hot air popcorn popper. And I'd take that thing out of the shower, right? <laughs> and so he smelled the popcorn and came busting in my room, shirtless, mind you, and uh, confiscated my popcorn popper. I'm like, what? <laughs> Okay, we're going to come around to that story in the future. Mary Giuliani is coming on next week. And, oh we have an, and we have another popcorn popper story from the Majesty when we sailed yep. together. And uh -huh. Neil Sibyl's involved with that one too. Uh, and Bruce <laughs> Wilk. So we'll discuss that next week. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, that uh, popcorn, you know. As an American, you got to have some popcorn. When I dated the Norwegian, uh -huh. you know, like the, the, the guy that I'm dating now, when I dated him years ago, we had a popcorn popper in our room, and guess what? Nobody ever came to take it. No. Wow. <laughs> you, you, know the right, you know the right you know the right people. It's all yeah. you know. All you have to do is speak Norwegian, and then you get your popcorn popper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And be a hoosmoos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we all know uh, the meaning of that, right? Do we all know the meaning of what that is in Norwegian? I don't. I don't, I don't know who smooths. I'm not no. saying it. I'm not saying what a moose oh, is, but okay. no. you can guess. I'm not even going to go there. Okay. <laughs> well, we, can, we, can, we can say that one offline. But, uh, yeah, or for, or from, from a next, next time you're on, Michelle, because we'll have you yeah. back, I am sure, because we just scratched the surface on stories. And I'm sure oh, like, yeah, I'm totally and this is what happens with everybody is we start talking and more yeah. and more just starts coming back. So we'd yeah. be uh we'd be really happy to have you back in uh in the not too distant future but yeah, i just want to that. thank you so much for for coming on you've been fantastic it's been You're great welcome. seeing you it's been almost yes, 10 years so it's great seeing you again and hopefully we'll get to see you um you know another reunion hopefully maybe sometime yeah. soon i would yeah, love to, to steal something. another drink from you i would love it <laughs> please and this time i won't like, i won't yell at you brad this time i won't yell no at you. yell at me i love that <laughs> i'll buy you one <laughs> <laughs> well i mean this has been a great show thanks everybody for yeah. tuning in this is my ship story and thanks again michelle and bye for now everyone
Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!